Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is April 13th, 2016. This is episode 33. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. And uh, before, I used to do this at the end. I'm going to do it at the beginning. If you want to get in touch with Where to Hunt, myself, um, there's a Gmail address, where the number two hunt, wy at gmail.com. We have the Facebook page, facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin, all spelled out. You can find us on Twitter at w2 hunt and don't forget to check out our app where to hunt app.com that all said let's get into our topic for this week this week uh i changed things up a little bit i'm trying to procure and aggregate some content for the show that i feel is gonna be valuable for for you the audience the listeners um i have an obsession with making sure i'm putting out valuable content because i don't want to i wouldn't want to listen to myself talk for 10 20 15 30 minutes, whatever it's going to be, unless there's something real uh, there worth value. So I did a Q&A on Facebook Live, which worked out pretty well. Got a couple of decent questions, really trying to just figure out what people want to know about um, turkey hunting. And it turns out there's there's a lot to want to know, or there's a lot, and there's a lot to know. Um, there's a lot people want to know is what I'm trying to say. Um, so that said, uh, one of the first questions that came across when we were doing, or when I was doing the uh, Facebook Live was which time is better to hunt turkeys morning or afternoon and it doesn't seem so i try to answer that question right in the moment um leaning towards mornings for a couple different reasons um turkeys are coming out of the roost in the morning can do some soft slate calls um to try to kind of mimic what they're going to be doing in the morning time uh coming out of the roost so that was my my go-to response then i think after a little bit of research it turns out it's a lot more subjective uh then we'd all would hope that there's not a right or wrong answer here. So, um, like I said, mornings are coming out of the roost. You could do some soft uh, slate calls. That might be a good opportunity to try to get some turkeys to respond to some calls that you're doing and then kind of go from there. Otherwise afternoon, the, the advantage there, I think, um, there's variables in regard to the breeding season or the breeding cycle. Um, the bigger thing too, is that people may have, or other hunters may have already, you know, kind of thrown in the towel or given up for the day if they didn't have any morning success. So they're going to be moving around, going to eat their Subway sandwich or whatever they have in their truck or their car uh, and or give up for the day. So that could be a good opportunity also that they, they might kick some birds around and or, you know, the woods would be less filled with hunters. So then you might have a little bit more opportunity, um, you know, at the birds that they would have had otherwise. So that's 
kind of the answer there. It's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It doesn't, like I said, they're, they're really, it's not even like 60-40 or 70-30. It's like 50-50. Out of all the research I could find, um, searching for an answer to that particular question, it is it is 100% subjective. I don't know that there's very many, if any, objective truths to morning or afternoon. Depends on people's experiences. Some hunters are saying, oh, I got all my perkies in my life in the, in the afternoon hunt. And then <laughs> the next line on a couple forums were, well, I got all mine in the morning, so it's morning. Well, it's like, yeah, well, that that's completely subjective. Just because that's what happened to you doesn't mean that's happening to everyone. There's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of turkeys in the woods. So um, on a side note, one thing I did come across that seemed like a pretty cool thing that um, may not readily be available in one's mind, which is uh, hunting in the rain. A lot of people, even though we don't think so, we all like to think we're all hardcore, right? But um, there's a pretty good chunk of the population that are fair weather hunters, you know, so if it's raining outside, um, the chances of not seeing another hunter are, are better as well as seeing a bird are, are increased as well. Um, you get more of an opportunity to do some spot and stock. You can move around a bit more in the rain because the ground's moist. So, um, you know, you're not going to be crunching in the leaves and things of that nature. You can be a little bit more stealthy and you might be able to intersect with a bird if you can figure out which direction he's headed and things like that. So as long as you see them, <laughs> as long as you see them first, I know those bastards have great eyesight. So. Um, the other question is, uh, was asked by, by someone on the, the Facebook live Q and a, their question was quote, what's the appropriate range for a clean kill end quote. And the generic answer is 20 to 35 yards question mark. I mean, really it, de- it depends again. Are you hunting in a field? Are you hunting in, you know, in the hardwoods? Are you in a thicket? There's variables there that, that are make it, make it tough to answer. Um, Furthermore, are you hunting with a bow and arrow? Are you hunting with a shotgun? I don't know what kind of weapon that person was using. They didn't respond back. So it's hard to answer their question specifically. I did post a chart a couple weeks ago um, talking about the different chokes that you can that you can have on a shotgun. So that kind of leads into the same question and can help answer it maybe. You know, if you do a cylinder, a cylinder choke um, on a shotgun, you're really you get a 40-inch spread at approximately 25 yards. So um, if you know what you're shooting for your choke, that could really kind of weigh into that, to that question. Um, an improved cylinder choke, you're going to get, um, with a 40 inch spread, 30 yards approximately, and then modified choke 40, again, this is all 40 inch spread. So then you're at 35 yards for the modified choke. If, if you want to shoot about 40 yards comfortably, confidently, accurately, um, you go to full choke and, um, then really off of that, I, I don't know that I would feel comfortable personally shooting more than 40 yards with a shotgun realistically. Um, some people might, you know, it, it just depends on what your comfort level is and what's going on, what the variables are. Is it, again, there's just so many different factors. Is the, is the bird completely still? I mean, what you kind of got to weigh your options. You don't want to, you don't want to injure the bird, um, and take an unethical shot. You don't want to miss completely and blow your shot at getting the bird. So you gotta you gotta weigh that stuff in on your on your own and kind of figure out what your best option is going to be based on what you're shooting, what your distance. Well, obviously what your distance is, but what the um, environments like. Are you in an open field, or is there going to be um, things that are going to deflect your shot along the way? A branch that you might not see, things like that. That happened to me last year bow hunting. Actually, I didn't see a freaking branch. So, and that kind of stuff really sucks. It wasn't even a far shot. So we've all I don't know if we've all been there, but I was there and it sucked, sucked bad. Um, good news. I found my arrow. So that was cool. So those are the questions that, that came up, um, that seem most relevant. There are a couple other questions off of questions, but they're all in regard to the same stuff. And I try to cover that as well as I could here. So this is gonna be a pretty short episode. Um, the next thing is our, our tip of the week. 
Looking for a spot to hunt? Download the free Where to Hunt app for your smartphone today. Avoid hunters, see less people, see more deer. With the Where to Hunt app, you will know where other hunters are before you see them. Just search Where to Hunt from the App Store to download today. The tip of the week is um, the the type of calls that you can actually use and how to use them. So it's not a real, it's not like a specific tip. It's more or less like how to call. And this comes from me more than anything. I'm an inexperienced turkey hunter. I am not an experienced turkey hunter. In fact, depending how many people listen to this podcast, if there's anyone out there that wouldn't mind reaching out to me, and and if anyone's a guide or knows of a good guide service or um, land to hunt or things of that nature. I'm looking to get into turkey hunting and, uh, I could, I could honestly use some, some help. I have all this research, but it doesn't mean crap until you're out there and you experience it and do it yourself. That's how I learn. I only learn by doing. So, um, all this talk is kind of, it's whatever. It's just regurgitated from people that have experience. I'd love to get my hands on a, on a bird and kind of learn the ropes for myself. So my little, my little shout out there, anyone that knows anybody that does uh, turkey guide hunts or something to that effect, or just knows how to turkey hunt um reach out to us on on facebook or on gmail but there's a couple different types of calls there's diaphragm calls um they go inside your mouth it seems to me that there'd be a bit of practice that's going to have to go into that before you master it. you're not just going to buy one off the store shelf go out there and be you know calling in turkeys the the first freaking bellow that you do or the first call that you do so um you're probably going to want to practice that one a little bit more but the biggest advantage of a, of a diaphragm call which one of the people on the Facebook live video kind of called out, which was super informative, really cool that they did that is, um, that it's in your mouth. So there's no movement with your hands, your body. So again, because turkeys have such great eyesight and I've covered that topic last year around the same time in some of the episodes we had, um, where these animals can really pick up movement very, very well. Their eyesight's incredible from what it sounds like. So, um, a diaphragm calls a really cool thing in, in regard to kind of keeping your movement to a minimum. Beyond that, excuse me, you have, um, you know, some of the, the box calls or slate calls where you can get a little bit more distance with that. You can cover more ground. It's the sound carries lo- longer or farther because you're, it's a, it's a more intense sound. Um, but again, then you have the movement with your hands trying to make that call. So those are, from what I understand, better to use them the animals further away and probably not in eyesight. So then you can get away with the movement. You can call further out to try to bring the animal in. At that point, if you are also using a diaphragm call, which it sounds like you should be using both, then you can switch it up, um, put the put the box call or the slate call down and start using the diaphragm call. And then um, one of the questions I had <laughs> to the fans, because you guys know more than I do in many cases, especially obviously collectively, was, um, you know, what, what about gobbler calls? I haven't, I didn't hear anything about that. So Again, after the Q&A, I, I kind of researched it. And from what I could tell, turkeys seem to respond to those just as well. So it's good to have a lot of different um, tools on your tool belt, so to speak, or, you know, a couple of different calls in your arsenal. And and what it looked like is that those calls, the gobbler calls, take a lot more energy and movement to get down right and probably a lot more practice than the other, than the other two. Um, so keep that in mind. If you haven't used these things, these are things you might want to consider. And if you have, obviously, you, you know what I'm talking about here. So, um, and and on, on a side note to that, there is um, there's a ton. There's just a ton, a ton of YouTube 
videos out there with great, great information and tutorials on how to, how to call, how to, what are some of the tactics. There's just so much content out there in the world now. Um, YouTube is such a great resource. If you, if you're looking to, you know, sit at home and practice in front of the computer, you're, you're going to have guys that walk you through step by step and, and give you good advice that, you know, you, you eventually probably will come on, on and to find out on your own, but why not, why not start there? It's a great starting point, really. Um, in fact, the Q and a session, I was playing a YouTube video in the background. So it was kind of a neat, uh, a neat session. We'll be doing that again next week. I think I like the way that that uh, format worked out. Um, so that's, that's the tip or tips of the week. In the news, quit harassing us. Knock it off, quit it. Sick of it, don't like being harassed. The, um, the DNR, or specifically uh, Governor Scott Walker, signed a bill outlawing hunter harassment. Now this was posted at the beginning of April, uh, on the 2nd of April in fact, where uh, Walker signed a bill prohibiting people from bothering hunters in the Wisconsin woods. He, I'm gonna read this verbatim here. So this is an article shared from a, a local news site. Um, wbay.com and it says uh walker signed the bill saturday at the wisconsin bear hunters association associations i can't say the word association's 52nd annual convention in rothschild um in a statement walker calls hunting fishing and trapping major pastimes quote in wisconsin and says the bill provides hunters with additional protection from interference so there's already some protection out there it's already something that you shouldn't be doing and i think you can't do um, legally speaking however it sounds like you're gonna be able to get away with um, much less of that now with this particular bill being passed so the bill's republican authors say concerns about hunter harassment have grown since the wolf patrol a group of animal right activists followed and filmed wolf hunters in Wisconsin and Montana in 2014. The bill expands the definition of interference with a hunter to include remaining in a hunter's sight and photographing. What the frick? I get caught up in reading this crap. Photographing or confronting a hunter more than twice with, with the intention to interfere. So um, I don't know what those fines look like. I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. So... You know, it's bad enough to bother the guy with the, the guy or the gal with the gun or the bow in their hands. I mean, really, what the hell are you thinking? Obviously, someone's not going to freaking shoot someone, but you never know. You can give a couple warning shots, scare the crap out of someone. I think that'd be pretty epic to hear about. I'm sure we would hear about it on the news. Um, but that's that's the show that I have for you today. Real, real short and sweet. I think under 15 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. So just to kind of recap, we had a, a decent Q&A, some of the questions that were asked. Um, you know, what time is better morning or afternoon? If you can send a hunt all day, that's your best, bet. hunt all day, if you can, um, otherwise it, it, who knows, it falls on both sides of the fence. It really just depends. There's too many variables. Um, shotgun range is kind of, what we determined that they're going to be using a shotgun. We talked about some of the effects that choke will have on your various distances. So, um, really 20 to 35 yards, probably ideal if you want a clean ethical shot and, uh, or a clean kill and, and really, uh, probably not going to go more than 40 yards, but you know, again, you have some people out there that are pretty good shots. So by all means, if you can, if you can take the shot and you can make it and it's a good clean kill, go nuts. Um, but that's it. And again, I said at the beginning of the show, how do you want to get in touch with where to hunt? Uh, shoot us an email, where to hunt the number two, the word hunt wi at gmail.com. Reach out on facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin, Twitter at W2 hunt. And remember if you're turkey hunting this year and you don't want to be by another hunter, 
go to wheredohuntapp.com, download our app, and you can see where other hunters are. Not to say that uh, it's going to be a draw in for people to come and find you. It's going to be a beacon to say, stay the hell away from me. I'm hunting this spot, not you. So if you open up that application on your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android, and you see another hunter nearby, um, you know, don't go that way. Stay away. So be safe out there. Um, good luck this turkey season, the spring turkey season for uh, the Wisconsinite listeners. And have a great day. Hunt public. I am a hunter and I am safe. I got my long johns on and my orange blaze. I have my GPS and I never lose my place. I am a hunter and I am safe. I am a hunter and I am safe. I love to hunt in the United States. Now I've always got my ear protection. I point my gun in the right direction. I'm a hunter and I am safe.